Hello, this is Mary Shelley, and for the next hour, I'll be reading from the Friday, May 19, 2023 issue of the St. Catherine Standard on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Is Niagara's Disillusion Next? Niagara is among several regional municipalities in Ontario being considered for dissolution after the provincial government announced its plans to scrap Peel Region. While announcing the Hazel-McCallion Act legislation that if passed would dissolve Peel Region and allow the municipalities of Mississauga, Brampton, and Caledon to operate independently, the provincial government said Thursday facilitators would be named in the, in the coming weeks for six other regions, including Niagara, to determine if the upper-tier levels of municipal government continue to be relevant to the needs of their communities or if the lower-tier municipalities are mature enough to pursue dissolution. But even if the facilitators determine regional levels of government are still required, the province's media release said they will still be asked to make recommendations on how the regions can, be more, effective, can more effectively respond to the issues facing established to facilitate the changes, including overseeing the financial affairs of the municipalities with a target date of dissolving the region by the start of 2025. Bradley said the situation in Peel differs from Niagara. If you look at Peel, we have two very large municipalities, both over half a million people, referring to the Mississauga-Brampton populations of 717,961,000 and 656,480. 1,480, respectively, based on 2021 Statistics Canada data. I'm very encouraged by the fact that they're very thoughtful in their approach uh, in that they're trying to determine what's best in each of the individual municipalities. Bradley said he didn't want to speculate on what the province's plans may hold in store for Niagara. I think they will look and see what is working well. While a 2022 study calculated the region would need $1.93 billion in development charges over the next 30 years to fund growth-related projects, Bill 23 would eliminate some of that revenue. The province has made vague promises of making municipalities whole after it implements the changes, which left Pelham Councillor Diane Hughes wondering if Queen's Park has provided the region with any new direction. Do we have any idea of when we'll have more clarity? what the information is still outstanding at this point. Houston asked Phil Lambert, the region's infrastructure planning and development services director. Lambert said municipalities across the province are trying to decipher the concept of the province making municipal municipalities quote-unquote whole. I know one of our finance department's main focus is to determine what that means. As more information becomes available, we'll be able to provide a better report back Aiming to bridge the gaps to best-centered, best victim-centered care, Victim Services Niagara helping domestic violence survivors. During the pandemic, an awareness grew about its impact on local communities, in particular on victims of crime. As lockdowns further isolated people without support, and they experienced violence within their own homes, the demand for agencies such as Victim Services Niagara grew. But now that the world has reopened, 
There's concerned victims, also survivors, also called survivors, who will again fall into that back into the background. Since 1998, VSN, Victim Service Niagara, has provided 24-hour emotional support and assistance to families and victims who include those whose rights are violated by criminal or violent acts, whose lives have been affected by tragedy, trauma, or disaster, and those who witness a violent or to which local services and organizations are invited in support of VSN's anti-human trafficking protocol and for those interested in learning, including school boards. But the event expanded to feature two keynote speakers, Fallon Farinacci, a Red River Métis speaker, survivor and advocate for missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, and Brock University professor Robin Bourgeois, a survivor and an MMIG WG advocate that is uh, missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. The guest list also grew to welcome agencies with direct victim and survivor contact, including gender-based violence organizations, women and youth shelters, sexual assault and domestic violence support, and police, Indigenous communities, and child advocacy centers. For Victim Service Niagara, Victim Crisis Assistance Ontario Administrator Sarah McTavish being... The theme of the week is power of collaboration. Taryn Anderson, VSN Executive Director, said that was the idea behind the event, to bridge any gaps in service and break down where community begins and ends, especially because funding is tight despite demand for services being high. Collaboration is crucial to ensuring services aren't being duplicated and are creating a warm handoff and a seamless service for victims. They're not having to retell their stories. They're not being re-victimized by the system. They're breaking down silos. We are breaking down silos in our community in order to provide the best victim-centered care that we can. Over the past three years of the pandemic, demand for help increased. But while it was a scary time, it also forced VSN and other agencies to think outside the box. We went from face-to-face -face all the time to offering phone support. We didn't have any kind of slowdown. And speaking of victims of crime, the next uh, headline says, Windows smashed at home of Niagara Center MP. 44-year-old Welland man faces two charges after alleged, allegedly causing at least $10,000 in damages to the Port Colborne home of Niagara Center Liberal MP Vance Badaway. Niagara Regional Police said they were called to the southwest corner of the city at 6.06 p.m. Monday after receiving multiple 911 calls about a man armed with a baseball bat breaking the windows of a home. Two witnesses told police the male suspect threatened them while holding the baseball bat. They described the suspect and gave the license plate of a vehicle used to flee the scene. Police said officers found multiple broken windows at the home and estimated replacement value of $10,000. Detectives from District 3 and the Forensic Services Unit investigated the incident, and the officers found the suspect at home and arrested him at Camp Acorn is the region's first trauma-informed day camp, program provided by Kristen French Child Advocacy Center. Niagara children living with trauma will have an opportunity to enjoy a new day camp established around their specific needs when coping in a social setting. Camp Acorn camp counselors can help children work through their unique triggers. Hosted by the Kristen French 
Child Advocacy Center of Niagara. The weekly program will run July 4th to September 1st for children 6 to 12 through programs grounded in evidence-based trauma-informed techniques. As Niagara's first trauma-informed day camp, it will run like other camps, but extra steps will be taken to help support children who might not succeed in a larger day camp setting, said Brian Bratt, Executive Director of the Child Advocacy Center. Those Sex offender sentenced in two years behind bars. Convicted sex offender had arranged to meet a 13-year-old girl for sex. When he arrived at a predetermined location, however, the 29-year-old Welland resident was confronted by a man with a video camera. The girl he'd been talking to online and via text turned out to be a man posing a child to catch predators. And Chair Court of Justice in St. Catharines on Wednesday, Trevor Stewart pleaded guilty to several charges, including child luring, and was sentenced to two years behind bars. In February, court was told the defendant began exchanging messages on a dating website with an individual he believed to be a 13-year-old girl. The conversation turned sexual in nature, and the offender expressed an interest in meeting the child to engage in sexual activity. They arranged a meeting later that month at a well and coffee shop. When Stewart arrived, he was A stampeding start to the summer of 2023. The May long weekend marks the unofficial start to summer. Locally, it comes with the Virgil Stampede. An annual event, the Stampede returns this weekend. Here are four things you may want to know. What is the Virgil Stampede? It's a May long weekend fireworks show organized by a group of neighbors and has since grown into a full weekend of rides, games, events, and food. Of course, the original intent hasn't been forgotten, and again the weekend will wrap up with fireworks at 9.30 p.m. on Monday. The event is now organized by the Virgil Business Association. Anyone who enjoys a classic summer festival atmosphere will enjoy their time at the Stampede. There's a midway outdoor food court open all weekend. There's also a full slate of events and demonstrations, including reptile shows and juggling acts. Proceeds from the event will go toward proposed in the obituaries for today, uh, the Friday, May 19th Standard, you're listening to a reading of articles and features from the St. Catherine Standard on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Cowan, Eleanor May, May 15th, 2023. Arrangements are entrusted to George Dart. Heidi Kuhn, K-U-E-H-N. There's no date of passing. Arrangements are entrusted to George Dart. Master Warrant Officer, retired Blair Randall Hart. February 20th, 2023, arrangements are entrusted to George Dart. Langendoen, L-A-N-G-E-N-D-O-E-N, Duena. Uh, 16th of May, 2023, arrangements are entrusted to Dignity.
You've been listening to a reading of articles and features from the St. Catherine Standard. Your reader has been Mary Shelley. Thank you for listening.